And we are live. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Bob. How about you? Doing good. Hey, this is Robert. I'm here with Chris Dreyer. And today we're going to talk about building a studio or going solo. Yeah, not, not a physical studio, but... No, no, no. Well, that's the great thing about modern day. Right. And the internet and gosh, can you do you remember the days of getting FedEx boxes and penciled pages? Oh, yeah, 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 it yeah. Kind yeah. of looks like Christmas every time I go. Oh, that's so excited. Yeah, like that's the word. <laughs> oh, I can remember yeah. getting boxes in from artists. It's like, and that was the first time I saw the art, you know, because mm -hmm. there was no scanning them and sending them to you and proofing, right? Not none of that. It was like first time you saw the pencil, you're like going, Oh, crap. Or you could go, oh no, that's oh, not crap. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One way or the other, it was right. Oh. So, but yeah. Needless to say, building a studio most likely will mean working together using, you know, StreamYard, Zoom, um, any type of technology to discuss and get group conversations. But more like you're all working on the same project or projects, mm -hmm. whichever it may be. So, um, the pros and cons to me, the, the, this going solo, which I'm not a penciler, so I could never, ever go solo. Um, it just, it, it takes me forever and I keep over, I redraw and redraw and redraw and redraw. It just never yep. works out well for me. I know so the feeling. I've, I've, I've always worked with a penciler and since the very first, since the very first Blood and Roses print. Um, Joe Martin in the studio penciled it and I inked it. So yeah, from very beginning, um, I feel more comfortable with inks, um, even though I'm not inking right now and haven't for a while. Um, I'm going to start playing around with that digital ink that I keep hearing so much about. This new um, thing, dangled thing. This thing, dangled thing. <laughs> yes. Um, I did get clip paint clip studio what's it called now clip studio paint i absolutely love paint. that and if you're listening right clip studio <laughs> no right. i love it I, I, sidebar that actually kind of saved my career yeah i remember that. digital yeah a lot of issues leaning over and the hands were just getting all i got this clip studio and yeah good stuff yeah at some point we need to do a little um little tutorial sort of show oh, what yeah, you're using yeah. and stuff like that that'd be cool that would be very cool. Yeah. But because of that, um, I've always I've always been the studio guy. I've always had studios, people within studio. Uh, people worked early on, we had studios. People locally that lived around us who also wanted to create comics and stuff. We all I'd rent a place and we'd all pile into it and put in the time and effort. Um, very early on, I created Blue Line. So I was lucky Blue Line was sort of funding all my little studios and projects and stuff, you know, <laughs> right. so I could afford to do it. But as times progressed, as the Internet came in, it got where we could all live apart and pretty much share things over the Internet, and move things forward. And the last couple of projects, I mean, I've even worked with Joel and Joel's from the other side of the world over yeah. there somewhere. So yeah, I mean I that. Forgot. Yeah, I have to, but um, it, it's pretty amazing what you can do, mm -hmm. you know, online to build that studio that you need to build. Now, question: yes. What 
Okay, now I'm solo, but I I work with a penciler, and I he's I he's hired, right? You know, right. I, I pay him page rate. Mm-hmm. I don't pay um, percentage of sales, right? Because he might not be paid, right? <laughs> yeah. But so I'm not necessarily a studio. I am a solo guy who's just hired one person because I do everything else. Sure, sure. So what what is your definition? of a studio like if you okay let's just say you let's say i don't do any art at all that is right and i hire everybody i need to do it did i just hire and create a studio or did i just hire freelancers well it depends i i would consider that the studio because you guys are all working together, sharing ideas, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I can do this and do better. What do you think about this color combination? Well, it's all right, but I should, what about this one? You know, that's sort of a studio mentality of working back right. and forth and everything, even though they're they're getting paid out of your pocket. You know, in other mm-hmm. words, at the end of the day, you own the project, you own the characters and everything. You're not doing any, any share rights or any ownership rights or anything like that. So I, I would say it's still a studio, but you know, it's just that you're a good guy and you're willing to fund it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but I know you, you're more of a solo guy that, I mean, I, I would say you're solo. Um, you have an artist mm-hmm. who does your pencils. Right. And then you write it, you ink it, you color it, you letter it, you get it ready for print. You do the Package production. It, yeah, I do all everything. That, yeah. yeah. See, and, and that's sort of what I've done over the years myself is I can fill in every one of those jobs except penciling. Or there's been times when I've been so busy with corporate blue line and all that or sketch magazine is that I've had to, okay. Yeah. Can I color it? Yes. But it's, quick, it's better for me to keep this project moving. So grab, go grab callers. Or, um, yeah, I can letter it, but so-and-so can letter it way faster than I can. And it'd be better just to pay him to, to do the lettering and stuff. So I guess that's what it comes around to is time management. Doing solo, it's all on your shoulders. It's all on you. You've mm-hmm. got to make the project keep moving forward you gotta keep things rolling um if it stalls it stalls on you you know you're Mm -hmm. the one holding it up a studio you're able to send out all these projects out and hopefully keep things moving along you get a pencil page in send it to anchor anchor gets that page in send it to colors now take that next pencil page send it to anchor colors Mm -hmm. is lettering well colors doesn't the the letter doesn't need colors he doesn't even need inks, really, unless there's changes. Right. So the letter can also be working off the pencils. Right. So you can also send the pencils over to the letters and the inker at the same time. So by multitasking, that book is just flying out the door, supposedly. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> supposedly. supposedly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to work. Right. Now, that um, actually sounds a lot like um, a publisher. Yeah. Well. I guess to publisher to me is if, if I'm taking it to the printer and to the distributor, that's where I've always filled in as a publisher. Right. Quote unquote. I've done all those duties for um, image, but image was my publisher. 
Right. Okay. Or actually Bo's publisher, but I was doing all the studio work for him, packaging and doing all the work. Um, when I published uh, StormQuest, Caliber was my publisher. They got handed finished files that the studio produced for mm -hmm. all six issues, but they were the publisher. I sent them the finished files. They took it to print, got the orders, shipped them out to the distributors. Boom. Okay. So, yeah. So if you're a uh, writer and you've hired all these, these, these people, basically you also then become the publisher if you self do it. Like if you submit it, if you, upload it to you know indie planet or um yes uh, help me out here amazon or um, just create a store and you get printed copies from one of these printers i mean print on demand yes right yeah it, it really depends on if you have a publisher who's handling diamond then they would probably handle most of that right but if you don't or for whatever reason the publisher only wants to handle diamond Mm -hmm. They're like, you go take care of the digital distribution. You go take care of print on demand and, you know, whatever. Then at that point, I wouldn't even use a publisher, but only that's personal because <laughs> right. I've done the diamond stuff. I have right. no problems with it. Um, I own a printing company, so I have no problem getting things done. So it's sort of like, uh, why do I want to give away a, a chunk of this? And that's the thing. Every time you do this, it's going to cost you more money. Right. You're going solo. It's there again. It's all on you, but the cost is the most minimum it can be. Yeah. And then you go solo plus an artist, as you know, now you've got that offset cost of paying the artist. Right. And he has to get paid. So he keeps producing for you. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now with the studio, now you're bringing an anchor. Well, that anchor has got to be paid. That colors has got to be paid. That letter has got to be paid. Because there's no money coming from this project for months. You know exactly. how the time. You know how the time frame is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know you got to create it, produce it. Most distributors going to want to see a product in advance. Not always, but most. Right. Um. So you mean you mean publishers? Most publishers or distributors. Yeah. Or dis oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. So, it, nowadays you go to a publisher. Um, if you, um, if you have something done um, that you're like, it's your like 60%. Now they're definitely going to look at you. Right. <laughs> right. But right. you still have to pay for that. Yes. You know, and even in my case, I mean, I hired somebody, but if you don't, if you're just going to do the whole thing yourself, um, I saw a post on, um, I think Facebook today. Someone, someone said something about, "Am I crazy? I'm 76 pages into my graphic novel, and I'm, all, you know, and I don't have a publisher yet." And I'm like, "Well, no, no. you're not crazy. Um, no. You're probably way ahead of most people who are going to yeah. comment on that post because you. I mean, if you're 76 pages in and it's 100 and whatever pages, you're almost done." Right, right. You know, and then the hard part happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What to do next with it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And right. we'll have to get into that, like self-publishing and Kickstarters and Indiegogo. We've both done them. Yep. And uh, I think we've got a lot to contribute on those, too. But um, yeah. 
yeah. Speaking of that, I got another one coming, but that's from Invader yes, Comics. Well, that's number, fine. Volume two, when's number it, two. When's it coming live? I believe I was told in a meeting, like a Zoom type meeting, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. I think they mentioned the 18th of oh. this month. I think. So if it ends up being like the 20 right. something, I don't want like comments. Hey, try hey. what the heck? You, you don't know when your own book's coming out? Jeez. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's sort of funny because somewhere between the 15th and 20th is my plan to launch um, Sketch Magazine. Oh, that's right. That yes. is right. Yes. Yeah. Sketch Magazine 47. Just we'll pitch it while we're in the middle of this. Sure. Sketch Magazine okay. 47, Bo Smith, Wyona Earp cover. We'll both have articles in it, along with mm-hmm. uh, Bill Nichols, Tom Beerbaum, and I think we have Bart Sears lined up for an article. Wow. Yeah, so it, it, it's I'm in the middle of making images for the Kickstarter. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that all day, um, hoping by tomorrow I'll have all the images and everything set up so I can start putting links out uh, so people can sign up. But uh, you know that's how sketch is going to come is as a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. I said I was going to do a public domain article, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. We got some time. The ship the book doesn't ship to July. I've got most of the articles in. We'll be actually packaging it the end of May. But okay. I consider it's about complete. The interviews in, mine's in. Most everybody else's articles are in. So I figure it's just about <laughs> complete. Almost everybody but Chris Dreyer got We're holding up the whole in. thing on me. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> it's not like I don't know what I'm going to say. I just got to right. do it. Oh, There's right. so much stuff going on right just now. I apologize. Your schedule. Yes. Me and my schedule. <laughs> your schedule. So, um, Solo Studios. Studios was always my way of getting things completed just because right. of so many distractions, whether it's Blue Line or Sketch Magazine. Seems like we're always juggling four or five things. And just to keep my hand in comics just to get those stories out that I wanted to tell. Um, I sort of went with the studio route. Um, Sometimes successful, sometimes not. Um, Yeah. But it just depends. Unfortunately, being an indie publisher, because usually most of the time I self-published, except for the few times that I went to Caliber or StormQuest, we were the, and I imagine still was, um, the number one selling superhero comic for Caliber. And as you know, mm-hmm. Caliber doesn't do many superhero comics. Right. Um, and then I helped package a book for over at Image Comics. And that was fun. But it's just, you know, for me, it was always just to keep things moving. I would spend the money at the best I could and just keep things rolling out that way. Right. Um, my, you know, solo, it's just, it's not for me. Um, oh, right now, not even comics is for me. I'm off making video games. So I know you are, but, but it's yeah. a, you're using the same model, though. You're yeah, we are just we bringing are. in people um, who know their things, and uh, yeah, there's things that you can't do or you can't get done, or you don't have time, or you don't understand how. It's well, the good thing about the comic industry is I met so many people, Chris Dreyer, and I've met um, other artists. You know like Willie Peppers and, and stuff. And I also a long time ago, I met Andy Kuhn and he's like an illustrator. He did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for mm-hmm. IDW. Um, he's the co-creator on Fire Breather. He is actually doing, 
the in-game design for the characters. He His background is animation. So he understands the concept as minimalist, you know, mm-hmm. the minimal amount that you put on this. So he's already turned in one batch of character designs and he's working on three other character designs for me and dropped me a note yesterday saying, Hey, I'm working on the character designs. You'll be seeing cool. something soon. I saw, so, I saw the first one. It was, it was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I could just really... see that, you know, it's very kinetic. You can see it move, mm-hmm. you know, like the Batman animated series. Um, the characters right. were the minimum that they needed to be because then they could move. Right. Yeah. Right. Good stuff. Yeah, and the big thing with animation and games is the movement. Is you don't mm-hmm. want to high detail characters that uh, just would be crazy. It would be crazy yeah. to try to reproduce that art over and over and over and over and over. And you're talking to the side scrolling. Yes, yeah. yes. Not We're talking the 3D about a 2D environment thing. Not that. No, no. You're talking about a 2D side scroller. They call right. it sort of a, a mega Transylvania, like a. Castlevania Mega Man type. Right. Yeah. Side scroller. So, yeah. You know. Those are fun. So they are. They're fun to play. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. Right. So, but yeah, and that basically come around because of the last project I did, Paradox Wars. Um, we we had Joel lined up to take over with issue two. Um, he had done some prelim work and then something happened, he couldn't get it done. And we've just been on standby. And I'm like, I just mm-hmm. can't do this anymore. So, boom, I'm over to guns. You know, games and games, not guns. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm bringing that whole model to here. Now, there's some guys who are indie game devers who does solo, solo games. They do it all from design. It's crazy. To, to copyright, to, to writing code, to working with Unity, all that stuff. It's all them. And, yeah, that's crazy. I, uh, I'm I, I have the story, I have the characters, so I feel like we're ahead of the game. So it's sort of like, you know, I'm going to bring somebody in to help with code, somebody else to come in and help get the artwork and everything together. I'll work with the different creators for package design, promotional items, animations. So I don't know. We'll see how the next year comes right. together. So, but, yeah. You know, you've like I, like I said, you've started you just using the same model. Well, yes. Here's a question about the, the a studio. Um, if you like, we're talking about someone who's like, oh, I just love comics and I want to write comics and I want to create this whole universe. Right. Um, but I can't draw a stick person. Right. So that's what you're talking about. Someone who then hires, okay, once you've got this team, could you do work? I suppose you could do work for other people. Sure. Sure. I mean, other writers like, Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm looking to hire. And an, a team for my book, and then you're like, "Well, I've already got a team. I'm sure they wouldn't mind, right?" Some well, extra work. Sort of like what we're doing here in the YouTube studio with um, Nostalgic Network. Mm-hmm. I've got a team in here. I got an editor, and they shoot the videos and everything. Well, where my son works, Anderson Manufactures, they actually manufacture guns. Mm-hmm. they're looking and they sell kits. There's many different kits that you can buy to build a gun, just like anything else. So he approached me about, would we be able to make videos on building these kits? So I'm like, yeah, my team can do that. You know, right. we can bring somebody in who assemble it. We film it, we edit it, we produce it, we brand it for the company and hand that out. Now 
It doesn't promote video games, which is what the studio was created for. And mm -hmm. it doesn't promote comics, sort of what you and I are doing here and, right. and a couple other things I'm working on. But it makes money for the studio. Right. It's outside it project. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't see why if you come in and you've, you've got you a solid team and it's not going to hinder you from getting a project done, mm -hmm. why you couldn't pick up, you know, like, hey, DC comes and says, hey, we want you to draw a Batman book for us. Can you produce it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. We, my we unknown character is really we, important to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, my unknown characters are very important to me. <laughs> yeah, mine are too. But I think I would get my name on a Batman book. It might bring a few fans over to my unknown characters too. Yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely. another way to look at right. it too. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to get around at some point and talking about building that fan base. And there's so many areas that you have to do that in. Right. You and I, what we're doing with these videos, that's one right. thing. Sharing our knowledge, sharing our how-tos. Um, you got to build that fan base as you're creating, and that's the hardest thing to do because you've got to be creating, you got to be making, you got to keep the project moving, whether you're mm -hmm. a solo studio. But then you got to work on sharing enough of it not to give it away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Entice the, the fans to want it to want to follow you and want to support you. Right. I remember talking to um, my boss. I, I work for a, I work for a, you, my real day job. Yeah. Cause that, as, as growing up, anyone who's a comic book artist, if you're full time or part time, I, you're going to hear that your family's oh, yes. like, okay, that's great. But what are you going to do for a real job? Right. Right. Because I mean, it's kind of, you know, it, it could be hit and miss. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. So um, they have these courses for guitars, and I was talking to him that I I'm always worried about sharing too much, and he says, well, they they share they got like a thousand videos in this one guitar course. They share videos here and there, somewhere on YouTube. He said, if somebody wants to take the time, right, and grab right. every single panel and screen and screen cap everything you've put up and somehow magically piece it together into a full book, right. then they can have it. <laughs> and I guess I guess that's yeah. true. I mean, I, I posted just just yesterday, uh, well, this morning, I posted the bottom half of page four of number eight. Right. Um, you know, so. That so is that, Freaks and Gods. Oh, that's, that's Freaks and Gods. That's, Freaks and Gods. Okay, so I got to say it right. Freaks and Gods, volume two, number yes. four, Legacy, yes. if you're keeping track. Legacy numbers. Number eight. Right. Yes. But currently, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I'm I'm so I'm bad at this. PR <laughs> stuff. Number volume two, number two is in is is in uh previews in diamond for orders at stores. Oh, is it? It's in the new previews? It's in the previews right now, right? Awesome. So stores can order it. Um if you don't want to mess with a Kickstarter, which no mess with it because you know no. you get more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah. because we have a, oh my gosh, we have this fantastic cover by, okay, I hope I, if I mispronounce his name, I apologize, Chris, Chris Malgren, Malgrain. Okay. His style looks like um, 70s George Byrne, 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 Byrne. I've always said Byrne, but I got corrected one time at a comic book convention. All right. Maybe it is. Classic Bronze Age look. Oh, he just did this great cover. I wish I could show you right now. Um, okay. 
This reminds me. Let's oh. get together and do a chat upon okay. launch of the Kickstarter. I'll give you feed control. That way you oh, can, share. can share stuff, right? You'll okay. be able to share the screen and be able to share some covers, okay. give them some inside tips. You want to do that? Yeah, sounds yeah. We'll I do always that. figured, I always thought you 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 jumped on him with Paradox Wars. I always feel like it's better when you can sit here and talk with somebody because you yeah. get all excited. Said, let me show you this cover. Let me show you this. Right. And you draw it up, you know. So right. let's do that prior. Let's do this at the beginning of Freaks and Gods. All right. Yeah. Plus, I can share it on Nostalgic Network. Ah, yes. Ah, well, no, it's not really sharing. It. You are sharing it. <laughs> yeah, true. Sharing it. <laughs> sharing yeah, it. Um, yeah, we should do that. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of great stuff that we we talked about having in 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 here as it's a special Kickstarter cover, and there's gonna be uh, metal book plates, like metal bookmarks, but oh, they're mm -hmm. gonna be beautiful. A lot of cool stuff. I think we're talking about doing a shirt this time around, which is neat. Mm -hmm. Cool. Stuff that you know, it's all this awesome added stuff. If you know for the Kickstarter, but if you just right. want to, you know, local comic book store or however you get your books, you know, it's right. in Diamond right now. You can order it now. Yep, yep. Add and it that, to and your that's got list. Yeah, that. Please do. That's got the uh, series penciler, his cover on there, uh, Giuseppe. I uh, sent him this really crude, crude sketch of a cover and. He didn't like make a joke. He then sent back his cover, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, awesome." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What is this?" Yeah, I'll do. Say, I'll do my best, Chris. No, he didn't. Do, say that. No, he just did his best, right? He did, uh, and it was. It's yeah. just awesome. It's it's really cool. awesome. Although Very the problem cool. is, is it's got like a bunch of like space spiders across the top, like they're coming down on you. But yeah. he just drew enough to go around the banner. Oh, so you had to repeat them. I had to kind of repeat and move the stuff around to fit because I had to move the banner and mm -hmm. yeah, it's got nothing right. to do with being solo or studio, but <laughs> no, no, but you know, one thing we're discussing here is you're doing series two issue twos out, right? Or it's right. going to be offered and will be out soon. Right. You're working on series two issue four, four, right? Yeah. Seven okay, done. That's, See, that's the ticket here. Before it's offered, Chris has it done. Yeah. Yes, and that's that is so hard to get through well, to people. To be Just honest, to be I, I'm sorry. I should be eight. Should number. Let's just call it eight. Number eight should have been done a Thank while you. ago. But I had a, um, I had a 2021. Let's put it that way. A lot of people are probably in a similar situation as yes. I did. Yes, I agree. Uh, but I kind of didn't work on it as much. So now I'm actually nervous that I'm not going to get it done, even nah, though we're talking six or more months before that's even going to be offered. Right. Because we're going to be skipping a month. And then there's, you know, right. but not number seven's done. Number I mean, seven's done. And it's not due for diamond offer for two months, right? Because this one yeah, just got it, offered. Yeah. Yeah, it'll so, yeah. probably I'll probably have to so, give him the information next month and then he'll submit right. it and then it'll be another two months after that. And then there's the Kickstarter at the end of the month that it's offered in previews. That's kind of what we're doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way to really go after it is try to get ahead of the game. And that's why yeah, if solo doesn't work, then you need to really think about a studio. The biggest problem you run in the studio that I've ran into is whether you can pay them, of course. Up yeah, front, because yeah. then they get paid for their work. Or are you willing to give up some ownership? Are you willing to give up 
uh, percentage of rights to the characters or the story or the brand. Um, both of those are possible. Both of those can cause problems down the road. Right. Um, I've, I've seen studios where a bunch of guys get together. Well, we'll just split it all four ways. And then 10 years later, not one of the four speaking to each other. Nothing can be done with that package or that brand. Mm -hmm. And it's an awesome project because nobody can agree what to do with it. Right. You know, nobody can, can finish it or move it forward. So even if you get into something, one, always be uh, personally, if you created it, you should be the majority holder. Right. Within anything that's given or handed, put it in writing and let them know you receive this. But I'm the one who will move this project forward. I own it. I can take it anywhere I want. And whatever is made from it, you will get that 5, 10, 20, 30, 40%. Right. Or whatever divided out. Don't let a the project get tied up because of ownership and not be able to get completed or move forward or brought back out. Right. Um, yeah. One of the things I mistakenly did is when I signed up StormQuest with Caliber. I skyed up my whole universe. That was Blood and Roses, Tempered Steel, Stormquest at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Warlace. And Tempered Steel, Warlace never had anything out. Blood and Roses did. And Stormquest was the superhero book. And that's what they wanted. Um, they had a package deal with Image Comics to get superhero comics into like Kmart's, Walmart's, all that kind of stuff. Right. And they needed more books for that. So I was, hey, I was gun ho, you know. They, yeah. I've got Stormquest has over a hundred thousand print run on it. Problem is, at the end of the day, I barely got the the talent paid because there was such a minimal amount, and it was a five year contract. So I didn't get the property back for five years. Mm. Also, it tied up most of everything. It tied up the Blood and Roses, Tempered Steel, and the Warlace projects for five years. Also, and Caliber had no. They didn't want anything to do with those. Hmm. So be careful if you sign in with a publisher to handle your distribution, mm -hmm. that, that you're not tying up your whole package. You're not tying up projects that look, I can run with this over here as you're doing, we'll continue feed you, but I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to create this little side project with these, you know? Right. Um, so there's, there's always that, that you gotta be thinking about. Um, well, for me, I created another comic, of course, Darkness Chronicles and a couple other ones. Um, fit them once I get those properties back, and then they all fit into the same universe. But right. because things were so slow, I just sort of you know, went out and created more. And if you're a creator, dots are you could do that. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. just be you, careful. You get on me, you you get on me all the time about that with my publishers. I've been with. just know when there's an end date to it. Right. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Because if it don't work out, you want to know that end date so you can do what's next. Right. You know? So, yeah. yeah. My my end date, I believe, on Freaks and Gods is issues. So once an issue is completed? Once eight is done and right. then the contract is considered over. Completed. And then, and then we're still doing, you know, whatever the books they've printed, whatever they've published. Right. Um, you know, we can still do it that way. So. Right. Now, most publishers will have a shelf life end date, too. Yeah, I would need to dig into that. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and what that means for people to know is mm-hmm. how long do they hold on to books to fulfill uh, mail order, online stores, conventions? Um, some publisher might be forever. I published it. And if I sell your books, you'll get a percentage of it, which you'll never get it because it's always so, small sales. Mm-hmm. Or some publishers will say, hey, we're not going to house these anymore. We're not going to keep them. You know, after one year, two year, three year of our end of publishing together, we're just going to pack all these up and ship them to you. Right. But then you get rid of them. Because at that point, one, if you're paying for storage, it's crazy as a publisher to continue to have stuff sitting there taking up space that's may or may not be selling because there's nothing new coming out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that means a lot. Uh, we'll have to talk about some point about scheduling and how to keep fresh stuff coming out to keep your brand fresh and keep it in front of everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, but you know, there's that part of it. You have to be careful too. So, um, you know, solo or, or studio to me, either, or it's just, what is your capabilities? Yeah. If you're able to do it all great, but there has been those who I know who could do it all. I've seen my conventions when I was touring with blue line and, and, and sketch magazine. And I would see them year after year with a few new pinups, one yeah. or two new pages. But because they were going to do it all themselves, it never got completed. Yep. It never was finished. Right. I'm True. sure you've seen them. Oh, I have. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so sometimes or, the studio. Know, after, yeah. After a year, they have one book and it's like a 22 page. Right. You know, I mean. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on what they want, but, really but you're right. well, you got one, one or two pages every year and, and a pinup. You know, I, I get, I sort of get taken out on this because if you're listening to us, Chris and I, we run our, our studios, our businesses as businesses. Mm-hmm. Chris is a business. He's got his publisher. He got himself. He has his artist. I always look at it as a business. One, it's costing me money, whether I'm farming mm-hmm. out for artwork or whatever. If you're doing this for fun, there is no problem at all to draw, write, create, and print your own comic and put out one a year. If that's all you want to do and that's a blast, you want to do that one so you have a new copy to take the free comic books day at your local shop, rock and roll. That's great. You produced yes. something. Yeah. You created I- something. That is great. What Chris and I are discussing here is a business mode. This mm-hmm. is producing three, four, five, six, 12 issues a year. You know, this is what it would take if you want to come in and make this a financial business. Yeah. I, so. I should go back. I, I don't want to sound like I'm an elitist, but what I meant by that are these people who have one new thing, maybe every single year at a con and they talk, like they're just right on the edge and the whole world's going to know who, who I am. And you didn't sound like an elitist, first of all, okay. you, you just, you just chipped in my mind that we do, we yeah. do that. I do that. And I get called yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. You always think about business. You're, yeah, I am. Cause this right. is what my business is. It is it's, you know what? It is hard right. uh, as an artist. Artists are usually um, not keen on business. Yes. Especially when there's this this I don't know what passion. I mean, I I got bit by a comic book bug 
back when I was nine, and it's ruined my life ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say ruin? It has broken my heart and raised me up to the mountaintops more often than I can I can count. Yeah, I, I, and that's exactly that. what you're going to run into. Um, oh, yeah, if you're you getting into the comic book business, you're going to be... Uh, if you're passionate at all about it. Yeah, yes. You're right. Yes. I mean, it's for the longest time, first thing on my mind, last thing on my mind every single day was comics. And then not necessarily mine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's kind of yeah. hard to tell my wife that, but you know... <laughs> Amy, don't watch hey. this. No, no. Well, she's not allowed to watch these anymore anyway. That's right. She's not. Uh, she got yeah, really she's been, picky she's, about me, and I'm like, ah, the heck with she's it. She's banned. <laughs> she's yeah. banned. She's banned. Make sure Amy's you, banned. Make sure I'm going to put a banner across this. Amy's banned. No, then she'll watch it to see if yeah, I Yeah, then she'll go, why, why am I banned? Yeah. Click. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but, um, no. Yeah. when you're like, I saw a a a, um, a comic, uh, like a four-panel comic uh, on facebook or twitter or someplace like that and it's got this 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 guy and he's like i'm going to draw my greatest comic and they they show him you know panel to panel and he's it's day it's night it's winter it's summer he's sweating he's crying he's and he's like i've done it this is the greatest work for me ever and then they show him at a con saying hey to this passerby do you want to buy my book and the guy goes eh, no thank you and then they show him smiling with a tear coming down <laughs> It's like that. <laughs> it is. You it put so is. much into this, and then someone's like, eh, it's, no thank you. Well, yeah. at least you're nice about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I like the internet where they can be mean about it. Yeah, um, because they can't see you. Yeah. And the problem is so many, so many creators um, have a problem with criticism. And sometimes... Though those who do criticism is only being critical. And, you know, uh, somebody slammed um, my novel that I published last year on Amazon. Yeah. Um, had a creator, another Arthur, who is published, um, just tear it apart. Wow. And so I, I talked to Bill Nichols, who co-wrote it with me. I said, does it? And we both know. Him. We're like, he's not getting this. He's not. And, and Bill made the comment that it's not the way he writes. It's not the way he tells a story. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, he's not. And I said, well, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the way he writes either, but I'm not going to go out there publicly and, and comment and slam. Cause I'm sure he does have a fan base. I'm sure he has those who enjoy his stories. Well, absolutely. So it's not for me to come in and say, uh, there's a lot of missing here and da 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 da. I'm like, you're not grasping the way this set up, the way this whole right. thing was set up, how this story set up. So yeah, you just you got to be willing. I, I sort of took offense a little bit to it, and I'm like, yeah, screw it. Well, you know, I, he gotten, just doesn't get it. I've gotten some comments about Freaks and God saying that the dialogue is horrible, that's cheesy, um, it's written this and that, and I'm like, okay, um, this isn't uh, okay. Have you ever read my graphic novel Unit Primes? Um, that has. That has real life dialogue in it. Yep. This is my comic book, superhero, sci-fi, fantasy right. comic book, and this is what I think when I when I don't go down just I don't go down to the typewriter and go oh, to the keyboard and go okay how can I write this cheesy? I'm writing a story like this because that's how I write it. But right. when I wrote Unit Primes, it's a character study, completely different, you know. 
Um, what was that? <laughs> I think that was my phone over here. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh -oh. I just like I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, they they didn't get it. That's fine. But when you right. didn't put so much into it, um, that is why I believe some creators have a hard time with criticism. And be because of that, sometimes I have seen posts and I thought well, maybe I should just make a brief little comment, but you can't hear my cadence. You can't see my my face on a written page, a written answer on a screen. So I don't say anything. There's this right. one Kickstarter uh, this, this guy keeps posting and sharing. And I, I looked at it and uh, the art, um, it's a superhero book. And the, the art is, I don't want to, it's not amateur, but it's, it's kind of almost there, but I like mm -hmm. it. And I like All the right. idea look. I like how the characters look. And I like the, the superhero aspect. And I'm looking at their Kickstarter, and the first tier starts at $40. Oh. And that's with a T-shirt. I'm like, well, I don't really want a T-shirt. I want to read your book to know exactly. if I like a character with a uh, – So I was going to – I started typing, you know, and then I erased it and did not comment because I'm afraid. Because some people just can't – you know, some creators just have a hard time with – criticism yeah see i i would i would probably make a i would say hey you might want to look at a lot of other kickstarters successful right. kickstarters and see how they're set up there's a reason we give away a four dollar digital copy right um to get new readers if nothing else mm -hmm. to give them something just for jumping in here and tossing us a couple of dollars and supporting us um yeah, I mean, like, you know, you've got the uh, Lady Deaths that start off at, you know, in print at 25 because they're graphic novels. They're like 40, 48 pages, 50 page graphic right. novels. I'll give them that because I know I'm going to get this pile of extra stuff, you know, right. at the but end this of one, it. This one but just started at dollar intro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was do. there was like like a, a dollar. Well, I don't want to give you just a dollar. Right. I want to buy. I want to. I want the book. I, I want honestly to try the book. want to see the book. Because right. what I saw on there, I thought was, was pretty damn awesome. But God, that's a hard entry. But you know, let's circle back to going solo, and the fact that creators have a hard time with criticism. And I got to admit, I'm an older guy, and in my what? younger days, <laughs> criticism was hard for me because I to separate them, separate criticism of my art and criticism of me. I believed it was the same when right. I was in my twenties. Right. That's not, that's not true. It's not like they said, you need to work on your perspective and you smell. That's, that's not what they did. No, 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 <laughs> you no. Know, study right. anatomy and your hair is horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that's not yeah. what they're saying. So no, but when, no. you're, when you're going solo, that is something you really have to take a step back and, yes. you know, um, realize that that's going to happen, especially in today's world. Um, they're going to criticize a lot of people are going to criticize things that just well, to do I'll, it, you know. I think, yeah, you are. You're going to run into that no matter what. No matter how big your fan base is, how big your mm -hmm. following is, there's right. always somebody who thinks their comment is so important. They are so entitled that they need to make a comment. Right. Um, you know, maybe the person who told you your perspective was off just meant your perspective was off on that. My perspective you know? was off, right. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I needed to work on anatomy. It. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to, to separate the two, but you have to. Oh, yeah. You've got to learn it. Or you're not going to be around long. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. just because somebody who I knew known for a long time didn't like my first novel doesn't mean I'm not going to complete the second one this summer. Right. And it's written in the same style, in the same format, and it's the same story that I plan on doing for, you know, four novels. Right. So this is the story I want to tell. So, yeah, you just decided, okay, he didn't get it. Cool. There's all these people who did get it, who bought it, who appreciated mm-hmm. it. So, you know, you roll with it. Right. Um, at some point, I think we need to, I think in between some of these, we need to talk about different levels of building that fan base because the fan base will help you if you're solo or in a studio. They will help you keep you motivated. Communications. There's so many different things. With, with me learning video games, I'm finding out how these um, indie game devs are creating their fan bases and using things like Discord and um, certain social medias to interact with and share and get comments. Um, everybody tells me to stay away from Reddit. I'm like, okay, because it's a, it's a mess. It's what yeah. I've been told. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to dive in and look at it at least. You know, just because other people tells me it's a mess. All right. But yeah, there's there's stuff like that that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're still working on yeah. getting that fan base out there. Because why you want to do that is they'll help you with those comments. They'll help you when people slams you. They're like, well, he doesn't smell bad. You know, <laughs> they've got your back, in other words. Right. It smells they, like they'll apples. help you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smells fresh. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I was back in my twenties. I was making, oh, I was making okay. a comparison. I, now I was like, oh. but yeah, it's just they will help you. And you know, right? My problem is I disappear for years and I come back. I disappear for years and I come back. And I disappear because I'm constantly building businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my day job is I own, I own the largest retro video game store in Northern Kentucky, actually in the tri-state. Um, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, and, and Indiana. And it, we have 4,000 square feet in, in uh, video games, 30,000 games on the floor. I've got a, I've got eight eight employees currently working it. Mm-hmm. So I disappear. I go off and build that. And then I'm like, okay, I've got time now. Let's go make some comics. Or now it's like, let's go make some games with these characters. Um, let's do a Kickstarter for Sketch Magazine. So I I sort of stuck around. So now my focus is really taking people who know me because I traveled just like you. I traveled a lot doing conventions and stuff from both coast to up and north and south and east, west. I traveled a lot. So a lot of people I've ran into over the years. Now I'm starting to, okay, now let's make that connection. Let's make that fan base. Let's let's build that following. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the beginning of that is the Kickstarter for Sketch Magazine. Right. Yeah. Get it going. Yeah, I have a note here. Yes. We have to talk about f- building a fan base. Yes. I have a note. And it will be, what we'll do is we'll do, it'll probably be multiple shows. It'll be like what the minimum is and then how to right. use stuff like Discord and social medias and why you want to give out the, why you, you're doing the, you're doing the recordings on you inking. Yep. Issue eight. That. Gives the yep. fans something to look yep. forward to. Gonna, it gives you an opportunity to talk about issue eight. Right. There's multiple things. So right. It's just gonna be straight speed art. Uh not like super fast, but you know, yeah, like whoosh, done. Uh no, right. it's gonna be straight speed art. Um, I'll do a little intro, um, comments, okay. you know, be respectful. Right, you know, right. 
Looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, um, I've got three already kind of edited. I just got to do some other stuff, and I'm going to start uploading them hopefully in uh, a week or so. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that or okay. so. Yeah, well, hold it, though. If this doesn't – if we don't put this podcast out for another week, that literally gives me another week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so this one's going live tomorrow. No, it won't. I know what my <laughs> schedule is like tomorrow. We've been streaming it. Oh, no. Yeah. It's live now. No, unfortunately – I had a major hack on one, on the Blue Line Pro website. What? So me and some server guys have been working. I told you it's been a bad week. Yeah. We have been working, working all week fixing it. And unfortunately, the hack went all the way through the most current backups. So we had to go to oh. a November backup of 2021. Ooh. And then all the changes that's been made from the site from November to now. All the orders we have to go retrieve from somewhere else. Oh, man. And so now, oh, man. yeah, it's just been a nightmare. But hopefully by tomorrow, it'll all be cleaned up. So Nice. Yeah. So yeah. this will go live first next week. Okay. And um, my Etsy store is still running. I should give you a link so you can put it in the description. Please do. Yeah. And nice. you can oh, buy me a coffee to help me support Giuseppe. Because that's really where that money goes. I'm going to put that money right in right to uh, my Pay Giuseppe okay. Next Issue Fund. Awesome. That sounds great. Cool. Um, let's see. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email and we will do a QA once we get a few of these yeah. at sketch at nostalgicnetwork.com. Um isn't it is it sketch magazine? No, it's actually sketch. Sketch. Okay. I said sketch magazine one or two oh, episodes ago. Okay. And then had to put it in text up here. Oh, yeah, you I put screwed it in it up. there. Okay. Yeah. Because I screwed it up. If you're like me, you get like seven different emails and you're just trying oh, to Oh, no, I got a lot more than that. Try to keep track of them. <laughs> but um, yeah, check us out. Sketch Mag Go to sketch, our website, sketchmagazine.net. Um, <coughs> I just uploaded all the podcasts to a new support, um, Anchor. Anchor mm -hmm. is a division of Spotify. Um, Anchor pushes out all the previous podcasts, and we've got like 980 something, I think, total. Um, yeah, and I just put the past four of these on there, and they're already okay. getting hits. Cool, yeah, just it's just awesome. audio only, and they're already getting hits. Um, because you can you can listen to them on Apple, Google, Google Play. Um, there's a radio public, I don't know, there's like eight different places. The anchor pushes out for us too. Well, that's fantastic. Um, you can also support it on there if you oh, decide yeah. to support this. Um, go um, go to sketchmagazine.net, click on the anchor link. It's on the sidebar, and it will take you to the page and show you all the different places that you can listen to this podcast. If you don't want to see our beautiful faces, yeah. Well, I do have yeah. a voice. I do, I do have a, a face yeah. for radio. Yeah, you like radio. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> So, all right. Well, next week we will be back and we yep. will discuss maybe building that fan base. Because I really truly think I wrote it down. Because Chris, no other reason than Chris wrote it down. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Take care, Chris. Yep. Bye. Bye. -bye. Uh, my mouse died.